Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your fight. We're in this game. An impossible goal. These guys are good. Scary good. And this crowd is going bananas. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Lebuff. Joining me, as always, my co-host, my friend, Nick Martin. And together, Nick and I will preview Thursday, December 1st, a robust slate of NHL games. But as always, we start with our favorite underdogs. I've got the bigger one, so I'll go first. It's a familiar dog, if you listen to our Tuesday show. The Anaheim Ducks, they're plus 245 in Dallas against the Stars, who are minus 295. The over-under is six. This comes down to the price on Dallas is just way too high. And the Ducks, I mean, they're not trending up in general. Like, if you're just looking at the standings, they're 2-7-1 in their last 10. And But they are creating more offense. They're creating about the ninth most high-danger scoring chances over the last 10 games in the NHL. So they are pumping shots towards the net. They're getting decent goaltending. Um Gibson, maybe he turned things around with a great performance against Nashville. The Ducks were our underdog on Tuesday against the Predators. Gibson was great. The Ducks got it to overtime. Uh, they lost, as uh, our underdogs are wont to do. But I think it's a good spot to go back to them, and it's just based on the price. It's just way too high on Dallas, a team that's great. Like we're, I think we can both concede that the Dallas Stars are uh, a, a legitimate team, but minus 300 is a little rich. Yeah, minus 300 for an NHL game is insane. That's a line that says you should be pouring it on pretty much shift after shift to be that favored. I don't think it's going to be... I think it'll be closer than that price suggests. The Ducks have started to look a little less pathetic the last three outings. I'm with you here. This is just a crazy number. I, I think it's a good spot to look for the Ducks to come out and surprise. We almost caught the Hawks to do so in Dallas. I think yep. this is kind of a similar spot. Hopefully they don't pull a 4-1 comeback in like five minutes of play, but I like it. I like the, the Ducks just too big and, of a dog. And I think the Stars are deeper than than they've been in years past, but they're still so reliant on the Robertson, Hints, Pavelski line, and, and Robertson in particular, that if those guys have an off night, all of a sudden the, the, the playing field is a lot more level. All right, your favorite underdog, you're wearing their jersey. They're close to your heart. Give it to us. They're close to my heart. I'm trying to be, I love the Kraken too, though. So <laughs> the bias isn't showing it. It's two teams I obviously pay a ton of attention to, even compared to the rest of the league. I love the Caps game the other night. They obviously, it's one thing to be playing Vancouver, but they looked so in sync when they're playing good. The five man attack in the offensive zone is just so deadly. Jensen, Carlson, everyone was activating, looked really good. I thought it was an elite performance. Realistically, we touched on before that game how the New Jersey game could have gone a lot better. The signs have been there that they're kind of turning the corner. And I think they're going to keep turning the corner and upset the Kraken tomorrow night. I think probably waiting to see what kind of prices you can get on Washington in this spot could hold merit. I think a lot of people will be big on Seattle and their recent win streak. And we've also seen they've been hiding it by scoring a ridiculous amount of goals, but Martin Jones is falling back down to earth hard. Mm -hmm. And obviously the 9-8 game was kind of just sloppy from everyone that we're not expecting that. But the Caps should realistically have a goaltending edge in this game. I think they're kind of undervalued right now, and it's a good spot for them to come in and end the Kraken's win streak. 
Yeah, I'm with you. I'll be on the on the Capitals. I think uh, we're going to start selling on Seattle here. Uh, it's, it's, the market's caught up on them. The kind of media hype is caught up on them. I heard one popular NHL radio show talking about how well Martin Jones was playing before the game last night. And I was like, oh, that's a kiss of death. And of course, that happened. So I, I'm, yeah, I'm with you on Washington. I will see what number we get as uh, money pours in on Seattle, who are kind of turning into the Minnesota Wild a little bit from a couple of years ago, where scrappy upstart mid, mid-tier team that is punching above their weight. And it's legitimate, but the market loves them and maybe too much. Let's move on now to the big board. 11 games on Thursday night. We'll talk about the Bolts and the Flyers first. Tampa Bay is minus 210 on the road in Philly, plus 180. The over-under is six. Philly's coming off of a win against my Islanders. That was one of the worst games I've seen just generally in hockey. Like at least I think the Islanders' worst performance this season came against the Devils, but at least the Devils in that game were just dominant. Like in this Philly game, neither team showed up. The ESPN broadcast was pretty terrible. It was just a terrible viewing experience. But the Flyers ended up winning on on a couple of uh, you know lucky goals, and you know that's all you need in hockey is a big underdog. You were you were kind of onto Philly in that one. I don't think we'll go back to them here though. No, I like a small play on the Tampa puck line here. It's it's out at plus money as of recording. If you can still get that, that tomorrow, I think it's a good spot for Tampa to bounce back. I see that being the the much more likely narrative that Tampa win something like 4-2 here. Yeah, Carter Hart was really struggling the past few weeks and was really good against the Islanders. So uh, this could be um, the market overreacting to that one starter. Maybe he's stabilizing. But yeah, nothing for me here, Bolts and Flyers. The Nashville Predators are plus 165 at The Rock in New Jersey. The Devils minus 195. The over-under is six. The Predators are a team I'm looking to go against. Still trying to figure out just how you know, where is this Devils run going to end? And maybe it won't ever. It would be like a Devils puck line or alternate puck line or nothing here because I can just see them absolutely tilting it uh, against the Preds. Yeah, that's what I went with, the Devils puck line. It's one where outside of the, yeah, like it's almost surprising to see a team dominate this much in the NHL and it's kind of hard to fully accept that they're this much better than the Predators. But when I really think about it logically, they have four lines that are playing so well. They have three defensive, like it's just, it's crazy to think, but I, I really do. They should tilt the ice enough that a, a play on the puck line is pretty reasonable. And that would definitely be my first look in this contest. Yeah. And, and it's not like the bolts and flyers where you're not going to get a great number on the puck line because of the disparity, like the predators in the market are still considered a decent team. So the puck line does pay off. And I do feel like it'd be, if the devils win this game, it's, it's likely that it comes by, you know, multiple goals. Cause that just means that the devils are doing what they've been doing, which is, outchancing teams six to four yeah i kind of that rangers game was the one where i kind of saw ghosts in the closet and was a little scared to take the devils just almost on the narrative of like are they really going to do it again and then they went down 2-0 and i was kind of like okay yeah good it passed on that and then what game over for the rangers i I couldn't believe it later it's crazy how well they're playing and and honestly it's pretty sustainable like it seems crazy when you kind of like look at it just from name power but when you analyze how many guys are moving play in the right direction and kind of put some weight on the fact that, that they really haven't had this whole corp in their lineup at the same time and all in good form. I don't think it's as shocking as it seems. Like if we think about kind of where we thought this team was entering last season, where kind of everything went wrong, it seems like now they're getting the opposite. Everything's going right. And the talent's kind of just always been there. They have Heesher and Hughes. That's two pretty much elite number one centers. If they're going to keep going like this, like, I, I do think the talent is there and it's just, yeah, it's taking a little bit to get used to it. 
it's it's it is it's just so weird but uh yeah that's the reality though the Colorado Avalanche are on the road in Buffalo taking on the Sabres they're minus 200 the Sabres are uh plus 165 Buffalo on a back-to-back they're playing Detroit on Wednesday night I was talking about how I like you know I'm I'm going to start buying back in on the Sabres I think that their results been a little unfortunate, but this number is just not too high considering Buffalo's on the back-to-back. I'm assuming we'll see a bigger number on Thursday. Um, Buffalo, maybe we'll get there, but I, I'm i actually a little shocked with with where this thing is right now. Yeah, I actually like the over in this spot. I think it's one we've kind of seen the avalanche. I don't think they've defended that well. They've kind of looked lackadaisical at times. We were kind of on it entering that game with the Jets that I thought it was a really bad spot to be on the avalanche. and. And that proved accurate. I think they're obviously going to bounce back and score against Buffalo on a bounce to, on a back-to-back, but I think the talent's there with the Sabres to put some on the board. I think it's a spot where we should see a higher scoring game. Then we'll move on to St. Louis. They're hosting the Carolina Hurricanes. The Canes minus 140 on the road. St. Louis plus 120 at home. The over-under six, we were on Carolina. That one paid off uh, in a good effort against the Penguins. They needed overtime, but they got it done. Carolina, they should continue to trend up. They are behind the devils only really in, in like five on five play driving stats. When you look at the overall statistical portfolio, a couple more breaks here and there. And we're talking about this team being up there with New Jersey, Boston and Toronto. So I'm going to stay away here. It's just a little bit too much juice to lay on the road, but you think that Carolina can do it again? Yeah. I like the Canes for a smaller play here. I just think they're way too far beyond the blues defensively. This team just plays such a sharp routine game. I wish they had a few more scores kind of going at the right level right now that that would really make me like them because I, I think we'll definitely see them control a lot more of the game. It'll probably come down to whether or not St. Louis has one of their trademark performances where they just finish chances off at a really elite level. But overall, I like Carolina. And these are it's kind of two different, two completely different teams, even if they haven't played that way in the early going. Carolina just has such a strong team defensive play. And in that aspect, they're so far beyond the Blues, I think. But they haven't quite had the scoring punch yet, but yeah, I, I still value Carolina significantly more than the St. Louis Blues. Uh, your boys, the Edmonton Oilers, they're plus 125 in Minnesota against the Wild, minus 145 over under here, six and a half. Oilers will be on the second night of a back-to-back playing Chicago Wednesday. It would be Oilers or nothing here, but just need the bigger number because betting, I, I do actually want to bet Edmonton as an underdog when I can, especially at decent prices, you know, when you're getting McDavid and Dreisaitl, like right away that that gives any team a, a puncher's chance. It's the defense and goaltending. That's, that's just such a mess. that makes it hard. So even at plus 125, I'm interested, but let me see if I can get a bigger one, uh, a bigger number tomorrow. Yeah. I think you touched on it. Well, I've tried to target them as an underdog a couple of times this year. Some of them have been embarrassing and disastrous. Like when they played Carolina, the, de- the defense and the goaltending is just not good. It's weird. It's always weird to be involved with a bet on the Oilers too because you don't really know when you're in trouble or where you stand. Yeah. A lot of times they'll hang around and then those couple guys get going and all of a sudden they're in the game. But yeah, for me, I think this one's just a pass. Yeah, it's funny because you you think about the teams that profile well as underdogs. Normally, we talk about oh they have they've got a great goaltender or the defense. You know they can they can keep things low event and 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 turn a game into a rock fight. Whereas the Oilers, it's oh, no they can be down six three and be getting completely outplayed. But then they get a power play. McDavid and Drysaddle take over the game and they're going to overtime. So it, it's just weird. But it is a team that you know I'm I'm definitely selling. I think they're a paper tiger when you have to lay 
big prices on them, but as an underdog, they're they're going to be interesting. The Florida Panthers, uh, they got caught by the Oilers a couple nights ago in a game where they should have won. And next thing you know, this overtime McDavid show, and they go to uh, Calgary after a loss and then lose that one as well. They're minus 145, taking on Vancouver plus 125. The over-under here is seven. The only seven on the board. I still think the Panthers are going to trend up. This just isn't the spot. The, the Canucks kind of, you know, they, they've been profile. They profile well kind of as an underdog as well right now, too. Like I would say, because they, they could score. They've got a goalie who at the drop of a hat can get hot, but they just got pummeled by the Capitals. We kind of saw that one coming. People were starting to, the you know, tongues were wagging that the Canucks are back. Maybe they'll they'll start charging up standings and because they were only one point back of the playoffs. Um and right away, betting against that seemed like a, a very savvy move. It's just this this price looks just about right. So I'll be staying away. Yeah, I like going back to the well on Lendell as my favorite play in this one. We talked about it on uh, Monday's podcast that he's going to be super valuable if he keeps playing top line, top power play on that Florida team, which obviously scores at such a high level. He got one point versus Calgary. He's cashed for us all three times that we've tried this play. And I think if Barkov remains out, it's such a good play, especially if the number's anywhere near what it was versus Calgary. The reason I didn't think it was a smash spot versus Calgary is because I didn't think Florida would score too many in that game. This game, they'll probably score three. I think it's a really good spot to go back to that prop. And before we get to top shelf bets, we will close with a doozy. The Arizona Coyotes, they're back, baby. Plus 210 against the Los Angeles Kings, minus 250 over under six. The Kings are coming off a 9-8 game against the Seattle Kraken. They just waived Cal Peterson, their goaltender. They signed to a long-term $5 million per year deal. Uh, and he has not paid off that contract at all. I don't think he'll be picked up off waivers. We'll probably see him just you know get his game right maybe in the AHL. I like the Coyotes because and it comes down to the the Kings issues keeping the puck out of their own net. Like it's the Coyotes aren't going to tilt dice, they aren't going to dominate, they're not going to outchance Los Angeles. But if Carol Vimelka's in goal, he's been awesome this season. There's no other way around it. Like he's among the league leaders and goals saved above expected, and a lot of that is because of the chances he sees against every night. But he gives them a chance, he raises their floor and helps them profile as that underdog that we just kind of alluded to. Great goalie, and he's going up against a team that doesn't have good goaltending so yeah back on coyotes yeah i'd be pretty scared to bet the kings here definitely would stay away from that can't see much value on a price minus two or greater than minus 200 on a team that's displaying some real problems with shaky goaltending i yeah i think coyotes are past for sure all right uh, with that we'll move on to top shelf bets our favorite bets for thursday the first of december top shelf where mama I'll let you go first. We got a late puck drop out in your neck of the woods. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Calgary Flames to cover the puck line versus Montreal. I think this is just a perfect spot to get in on Calgary to ride that galvanizing win over Florida. We've talked about this a lot on the podcast, how the Flames really haven't been as horrible as the last stretch got. They've had the toughest record in the league. They've played without some key pieces. They've played with some guys fighting through injuries like Huberto. Now it seems like he's coming around. The team's coming around. I think this is just a great spot for them to heavily outplay Montreal and take advantage at home. I think getting close to plus 100 for them to cover the puck line in this spot is a great price. And we obviously faded Montreal uh, on Monday's show in their matchup versus the Sharks. And that kind of was exactly what we talked about, that they even hadn't been 
playing at the level of say like a San Jose, they'd gotten by playing some really weak teams and with some close wins and some overtime results. And it kind of just looked like they ran right into uh, the kind of results they're due for. And I think this is just a spot where Calgary are going to control far more of the play, probably score four or five and and hopefully win big. For my favorite bet, I'm going to go with the Vegas Golden Knights. My favorite bet the other night was the Hurricanes in Pittsburgh at, at basically the same price. The, the Knights are minus 105, Pittsburgh's minus 115. I think the market's still giving a little too much credit to Pittsburgh, or maybe they're not getting giving enough credit to Vegas since they're five, four, and one over the last ten, coming back down to earth a little bit. But when you look at these two teams, you look at their current form, you look at, or, or excuse me, their their form this season, the depth, especially now with Pittsburgh missing Chris Letang, I think everything kind of skews towards Vegas. I think Vegas is in a different tier compared to Pittsburgh, whether it's in goals, the defense the depth up front. I like Vegas here. I think that they should be a slight favorite, just like I thought Carolina should be a slight favorite uh, over Pittsburgh, even on the road. So I'll be back fading the Penguins this time with the Knights. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Let's stick with fading the Pens. Hopefully Vegas come through for us. All right. uh, And that should do it. Our favorite bets, Vegas minus 105 in Pittsburgh, Calgary, the puck line minus one and a half against the Canadians. Then our underdogs, are uh, the Washington Capitals. They're plus 105 in, uh, against Seattle and back on the Ducks, plus 245 against That's the overrated. I also, I'll throw in there, I think uh, Obi to score could be a good play. He's hot. He's Obi feeling. to score. The rest of this road trip, he's getting two more goals. <laughs> I love sure. it. Oh, and you know the other one I'll throw in before we say goodbye to? I think depending on the price tomorrow, if the Oilers keep dry sidle stacked with McDavid at five on five, which they appear like they're going to do tonight. That's one I'd watch is dry settle over one and a half points. Love it. A couple party gifts from Nick as we get towards the holiday season. He's in the holiday spirit. I'm in the holiday spirit. We'll see you again Tuesday morning or Monday evening for another episode of Line Change. But until then, I'm Michael Leboff for Nick Martin, wishing you best of luck with all your NHL bets.